If you've been following along, you know that I've been on a crazy journey that in part has led me to come alongside YWAM, Youth with a Mission. Now, even though I've been connected with YWAM in small ways for years, it wasn't until connecting with them this year that I became more aware of who they actually are and what they're actually doing. Uh, one thing that Chris Zinchuk, who is the director of YWAM Virginia, says is YWAM is not an organization, it's a movement. It's a movement of God. It's a movement of the people that God is sending. And what I've witnessed is these are people who genuinely love God and love others and are ready to serve with their lives. And I don't mean serve in the way that we normally think about it. I'm talking about people who have sold everything that they own to be obedient to God, who have left their homes and gone wherever God has said, who have stepped into the unknown, not knowing how something was going to work out, even if they didn't know what that something was, knowing that God was going to work. And so uh, I'm going to be sharing a number of these stories in the, in the coming weeks and months. Uh, and today we're going to start with a story of a brand new location for YWAM Virginia, which is in Virginia Beach. Now, I am serving with YWAM Richmond. Uh, it's here in the east end of Richmond, Virginia. And as of this week, the YWAM Virginia Beach location is up and running. But the story of getting here, uh, I learned was crazier than I even knew it could be. Um, the story of getting here spans back not just years, but decades before any of the key players had any inkling of a thought of what God might do. And, and if you've been listening along, you know this is how God works. You know that uh, God knows things far sooner than we do. God puts things into play far earlier than we expected. And God is working wider than us and people that we don't even know. Um, but when we see how he's brought these things together, we can't help but celebrate that God is God and God is good. So I want you to listen to the story today knowing that God is unfolding something incredible Uh in general, but specifically through this Virginia Beach location. So if you are in Virginia Beach, you know people in Virginia Beach, you have some connection with Virginia Beach, listen up because God may utilize you to be a part of this incredible movement. A few uh, things before we get going. Um, YWAM, as I mentioned, stands for Youth with a Mission, and they have locations all over the world, all over the world. So wherever you are, there's probably a YWAM location near you. DTS is mentioned a couple of times. That stands for Discipleship Training School. And all individuals looking to serve with YWAM long-term participate in the Discipleship Training School, which has uh, a few months of lectures and sessions to equip, to support, to pour into. And then it has a few months of outreach to go out and serve and experience uh, God at work all over the world. Uh, you'll hear more about that on my end, because as I look to join YWAM long-term, that is something that is on the horizon. And when they reference the base or this base in these, uh, this episode, they're talking about YWAM Richmond, which I mentioned earlier. You're going to hear from Chris Zinchuk, who again is the director of YWAM Virginia, and Fauja Batista, who is the director of the New Virginia Beach location. And the reason you should be excited about this episode is because as with so many episodes in which I believe God showed up, so much went wrong. I recorded the session with Chris unplanned while work duties were happening, and you'll hear clanging and banging of pots and pans. And when I sat with Fauger, the mic would not work 
and I eventually had to use his phone, and then the mic still didn't work. And yet, we have audio. So sit back and enjoy, because God is at work. You are listening to episode 21 of the Where Did You See God podcast. We're going to record this. All right. I think, I think we're good. All right. I'm going to pray. <laughs> Please pray. Father God, I just want to thank you that you are God and you are good. Um, and we thank you that when you want to speak, you will speak and nothing can stop that. So we just commit this time to you, this phone to you, these mics to you. Uh, we commit our words to you. And we don't want our words, but we want your words because you are crafting a story through this location at Virginia Beach. Um, and we want that story to demonstrate how powerful and amazing um, and wise and all-knowing you are. So we just invite the Holy Spirit in. We pray that you would guide the words, guide the questions, and that in all of this you would be glorified. Let's pray in his holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we have been trying over and over and over to try yes. recording. So many things have come up against this, uh, which makes me believe that this uh, is an important story. So, so it is going to be told. Falger, uh, can you just like in a maybe in a sentence or two, just who are you? Well, my name is Falger Baptista. Um, I was born in Brazil, and um, yeah, when I was eighteen, God saved me and came to missions through my wife. Actually, um, she invited me to come to church. She shared the gospel with me, um, and I became a Christian. Two thousand one, we got married. And the end of 2002, God called us back to, you know, we went back to our, when we got married, we stayed in our city in, in south of Brazil, a place called Curitiba. So we stayed there for uh, a year, I think a year and a half. And then we felt the Lord was calling us to go back to missions. And that's why we, uh, we went to Australia, to uh, South Australia, Adelaide. And we spent uh, almost seven years in Adelaide. Our oldest son, Nicholas, 11 year old, was born there. And then we went down to Curaçao and close to Aruba in the, uh, in the Caribbean to help a team from YWAM Germany to pioneer YWAM base there. So we went there and during this time, the process of being there, we got an invitation to, to take over the leadership in the US Virgin Islands in St. Croix in the Caribbean. So we went back to Brazil, just wait for our visas for a year. And then we came to, um, yeah, to St. Croix, and we were the base directors there for five years. And after five years, we got a prophecy. Um, and this prophecy, the lady told us uh, she was from Canada, um, from IHOP, Canada, and she told us that the Lord was um, the Lord was about to change us geographically, and it was about our, you know, there's something uh, the calling that God has for our kids. And she say, I see um, your family's call to you know to get involved with worship and um, and be involved with worship. And, and it's not only you, but it's a whole, your whole family. But I see you playing a guitar in a in a place, and it's full of young people, like millennials. And those young people are coming to Jesus. And I see the United States flag under you guys. And I think God is giving you the land, like you know, bringing it to United States. But back then, we were like, nah, we're the base directors in a YWAM, you know, and youth with a mission in the Caribbean. We're fine here. But then uh, you were so strong. And uh, in two months, 
actually took for the prophecy to be accomplished. Mm -hmm. And we were out of, you know, there. And we came to the States and uh, came to North Carolina first. Stayed there in a ministry. Uh, amazing place um, to kind of like regroup as a family. You know, we have like kind of like a debriefing uh, time to talk and look back and see what was good, what was bad, how we're going to transition to the future. Things that happens and, you know, happened in the past and things, how we're going to release forgiveness to some people, how we're going to embrace the challenges in the future. So it was a very good time. And during that time, we had an opportunity to come through Richmond from Connecticut to down to, uh, to North Carolina. And then uh, we stopped by the base because we have a friend. I was preaching in a church in Washington, D.C., and the guy knew um, the base here, and he was close friends. So, one of the potential names we're talking about rebranding the base to, as we're having new multiple locations, is YWAM Eastern Lights, and that idea comes from the vision that occurred, and why, and how all these pieces came together. So one night in, it would have been the, probably March or April of 2008, I had a dream. And I'm not the type of person who gets dreams all the time. I mean, like I, I work with a lot of prophetic people who are, you know, sometimes I go to other YWAM bases and their staff meetings are, everyone's sharing their prophetic dreams and interpreting them. <laughs> like that's the, the level of giftedness in terms of the prophetic. Mm -hmm. But for me, I normally go to bed, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, and I'm, you know, that's it. Mm -hmm. But one night I had this dream, and the dream was I saw the world, and it was at night, and so everything was dark, and it was the United States, and, and all along the east coast of the United States, from around somewhere around Virginia Beach, all the way down the east coast of the United States, around the panhandle of Florida through kind of like Alabama, there were all these little tiny pinpoints of light all the way along the shoreline. And I woke up and I'm like, God, did I just like dream that? Or was that something that you gave me? Was that like a prophetic dream? And I said, if it's you, Lord, you need to give us an RV. Because if I'm supposed to go do something in all those places, I want, we need an RV. Well, less than a month later, someone calls me up and says, Chris, I have a $60,000 RV that we don't need. Would you like it for the ministry? And I was like, sure. Well, God, I guess that's confirmation about this dream. So from that moment on, I knew that there was something incredible about what God wanted to do in that area and that he was giving me some sort of insight and that I had some sort of responsibility because why was he giving it to me, you know? But I didn't, I didn't have a vision for any of that. I had no, no passion for any of that, that piece. I never really wanted, yeah, I mean, I had enough going on in my life that was the last thing that was on my mind. Mm -hmm. But I said, Lord, I'll just keep praying about it. You just show me, you know, what you want and I'll, I'll, I'll obey. So we had this RV, and it was you know, a pretty nice RV. So we didn't know what to do with it, so we actually ended up hooking it up 
and we used it as a hospitality room for like two years. Mm-hmm. And we would take it on trips, you know, here and there. We would, as a base, we'd go places, and we'd go as a caravan in our vans, and, and we'd take the RV with us, and it was really nice to have. And finally, as we were praying about it, we really felt like the Lord told us to give it away. Mm-hmm. So we gave it away to another ministry that does nothing but traveling ministry with buses and RVs. And at that point, I, at some level, I kind of just laid the whole thing down in terms of what my investment would be of just a disillusionment. I'm like, this is a couple years later, nothing has materialized. I have still have no vision for this. I have no idea other than this dream just downloaded on me and then God gave an RV to confirm it. Mm-hmm. A couple of years later, one of my friends, Bill Blatz, who's was a men- his mentor for me in the mission, he and his wife came and talked to me about the passion that they had about seeing a new location new location for YWAM launching in Charleston, South Carolina and Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, here's the story of this vision. And I the only thing I feel led to is Virginia Beach because it's east of us and it was the top part of that. And it's like, I don't even know if I feel led to it, but let's go pray. Mm-hmm. So the three of us got in the car And we took almost a week, but we spent about four specific days on a prayer journey. And the first place we went to was Virginia Beach. I had, I was really busy and I hadn't prepared anything. I was just like, okay, today opens on the calendar. We're supposed to go on the prayer journey. And I just got in and we, we, we left. So while we're driving there and I'm driving the car, like, oh my goodness, I have not even looked at the history of Virginia Beach. And I'm going to spend all this time on this prayer journey. And I haven't even done any research. Like, I'm like a bad leader. I'm like, whatever. And I on the road, I said, Lord, we need to know the history. We need to know why you would want us to go there. What is the, you know, what is the connection? And while we're driving, I asked Bill, I was like, where do you think we should go? He's like, we have to go to the coast. We like literally have to go to the beach. It's like, okay, let's just go to the beach. And the easternmost road is Atlantic, mm-hmm. right? And so I get to the corner there at Atlantic and I go, what should we do? Where should we go now? And Bill, Bill's wife said, turn left. Said, she's like, I think God wants us to turn left. I said, okay. So I turn left. We're driving down. I'm like, now what do I do? And they're like, I don't know, just keep, keep going. And we're driving, and I'm going real slow. And then all of a sudden, I just felt like the Lord said, turn now. I was like, okay. So I turned left again, because you can't turn right. You should go mm-hmm. to the beach. I turned left and, and park. And so I'm looking for a parking space. And I'm just like, oh, there's one. And I got all this in my mind. I'm totally kind of a little bit on overload. And going look, like I'm stepping on in faith here. I have no earthly idea what in the world you really want to do here. And I park the car, and then I get out of the car and I look, and we parked right next to an entire street full of the history of Virginia Beach. <laughs> like the whole thing was right there. So I was like, "Thank you, Jesus. You just answered my prayer. You did the homework for me." Uh, and I was like, "Wow. Well, that's kind of significant." So we spent some time we read through the whole history of Virginia Beach and you know obviously the 
the reality of it being the first landing spot um, and it, um, you know, the military center. But I mean, there's a tremendous amount of history there. Uh, but it being the first landing spot is obviously an incredibly important part of the piece of just thinking about the strategicness of that location, the history of our nation and what and how God has used Virginia Beach through the years. And um, then we after we prayed and then we decided to go down, walking down the boardwalk. And, you know, one thing about the boardwalk, which is iconic, is obviously the Neptune statue. Mm-hmm. I mean, of, of course, we know that it's there. We know that Paul de Pasquale lives right next to the base and his statue is right there. You know, just Neptune being the god of the rivers and the streams and the lakes and the waters, you know. And at that time in history, um, you know, at least at the, the founding of the nation, just the idea of communication and business and everything was so associated with water mm-hmm. in that season of, of world history. Um, but we were just thinking about those ideas and concepts and just the impact um, of, of even the statue being there. You know, not of Jesus, but of Neptune. Mm-hmm. And we were just pondering about that and praying. And then the obvious, which is just right, has been in front of us the whole time. When we were praying at Neptune on Virginia Beach, and it, it was like the Lord just cemented in my heart that moment. He's like, I placed you in Richmond and with Neptune right there. And I want to place you in Virginia Beach. And the connection between the two statues was actually even a, a point of spiritual affirmation. You're like, wow, there's, we don't think it's just coincidental. It's like there's something in the spirit that the Lord wants us to be aware of, that there's a strategy of communication, the communication of the gospel that the Lord wants going out. Mm-hmm. You know, and that we're supposed to be connected. And I came back from that trip, and this is just basically what I was like. I got a yes. The Lord was saying, yes, go to Virginia Beach. So at that moment, I started just messaging with our team. I was like, I really believe the Lord is saying we're supposed to plant a team in Virginia Beach. I don't know the details of it. I'm just like, I got a yes. Uh, I got this whole picture of the lights on the coast. He's obviously wanting something in Virginia Beach mm-hmm. and that we need to just make ourselves available. And people on the base got really excited really fast. And that was like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's when we really started the prayer journal. And so from that moment, we started several prayer teams. And we started sending people for the next couple of years to Virginia Beach on a somewhat of a regular basis. Um, and then we had one time where we took the entire base um, a couple years ago, we took the entire base to Virginia Beach. We took a good 50 people down to Virginia Beach. We did a worship time there. And it was like at that moment, we just all had cemented in our heart that we are going to send a team to Virginia Beach. It is certain that the, we knew the, the, the Lord wanted us to do that. Well, the irony was that very specific day, I was... You know where the amphitheater is on Virginia Beach? Basically. So it's cold. It was the winter. I, can't, I mean, I have to look at the printouts to see what day it was but or what month it was. But it was probably February or March. 
freezing cold and we're all out there trying to do a worship service and we got this the whole work we had this huge world map i don't know if you've ever seen it mm. but it's like probably 25 feet long and it's like really really big it's um but anyway we have it all out there and we're praying and worshiping on it and while we're there my phone rings and it's bill blatz who mm. i had gone on the prayer trip with and i hadn't talked to him in a while but i, I was like hey bill how's it going i, I was like i just have a minute and he's like Oh, okay, okay. What are you doing? I was like, well, we're putting the stake in the ground of Virginia Beach. <laughs> he goes, really? I just a few minutes ago signed my lease for a location in Savannah <laughs> to start in Savannah. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not coincidence. Like, yeah. we weren't even talking. We weren't even coordinating. We literally were on the same prayer trip together. Mm-hmm. And we literally put a stake in the ground at exactly the same time in two different locations. I was like, Okay, Lord, you're obviously confirming something else again. Like, that's just not coincidental. Right. You have to understand, Bill is an older guy who's led, I mean, he's a, he has five generations of his family in YWAM. And he has led big, big bases and done tons of work through the years. And he's, he's at a later season of his life where he's just more like wanting to be a mentor. But mm-hmm. he's like, well, God told me to go to Savannah, so I just went. It's <laughs> like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. And so at that moment, it was kind of a clarity that we knew that we're on the right, we're still on the right track, you know. These aren't just coincidental stories of confirmation. I have a lot more. I'm just, I'm just hitting a few like highlights for you. So from at this point, by all the time this happened, I knew that no matter what happened, God wanted us to be in Virginia Beach. Like I just, I just knew and I knew that I wasn't supposed to go, hmm. but that I was supposed to help, that I'm supposed to launch the team. And I mean, as in, when I say go, I mean, as in move. Right. So over the next two years, we began the process of trying to launch the team to go to Virginia Beach. And as our, our, our new leadership team came on, um, we had some new leaders, the whole idea was we're going to launch Virginia Beach and to go for it. And we got a few months into the process and I was like, we are not even remotely ready for this. Like this is going to be a really, really detrimental thing for us unless we get some key elements shifted and changed in our culture because we can't, we cannot handle running two locations at the same time. I put the brakes on it. At that time, we had a dozen people committed to grow, to go to Virginia Beach. Mm. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the flame just died out. Mm. And it was like really heart-wrenching. Because I knew, I started messaging it. I started talking to people. And I really believe the Lord wanted to do that. And like every bit of tide turned. And then we went through a tremendous amount of uh, uh, trial and perseverance, mm. which I would consider... Well, it was a more of like a desert experience and spiritual warfare and temptation to give up and to not move forward. And, and people were saying, oh, we shouldn't go and da, da, da. And, the, and in the middle of all that time, Fauger had come here. And then I remember came, when we came here, that was 2016, September. So we came through, and um, and then Chris 
uh, he told us, hey, I have 40 minutes because I'm leaving. And this guy's like, no, you need to talk to these guys, you know, tell, tell them about this base, their, your vision, just share your vision. And then Chris shared the vision. And he, was, he said, hey, this is what's happening here in Richmond, but also God gave me a vision of the East Coast of the United States being lined up. And I saw like, kind of like a Virginia Beach kind of like highlighted, like not stronger, but it was like a, something that caught his attention. And he's like, so we've been praying for the past two years and asking the Lord to release a, a new location. And, um, and he said, but this location will be based in worship. And as soon as he said that, I knew it. And then he said, I just came back from Brazil. I was there two weeks ago teaching in a DTS. And, uh, and uh, I was praying one morning, having my quiet time. And the Lord, I was very impressed how the YMM in, 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 in South of Brazil, in Curitiba, how they work. And they, you know, they share staff. They are not worried about competing. They are very generous. They're like helping each other, serve each other as a base. They're kind of, they work together. They have like, I think they have maybe nine or 11 bases in one city in Brazil. Like there's a lot of wine bases and each base, is, they have a different focus. So he say, I want that to happen here. I want that. But I say, but then he say, oh, but we need Brazilians for this, Lord. So he start praying for Brazilians. <laughs> and he say, Lord, release leaders, Brazilian leaders from Curitiba to help me to pioneer why in Virginia Beach. And then as soon as he say that, I was like, this, this is a, this is a joke. He's joking. And then he said, where are you guys from? Because mm. we didn't talk much. He didn't even hear that. Like he couldn't hear an accent. And I said, oh, we're from Brazil. And he's like, nah, come on. Are you serious? Like, yeah, we're from Brazil. Where? I was like, Curitiba. <laughs> and he's like, no way, that's not. I was like, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. And you guys are base leaders. He's like, yeah. And what kind of visa you guys have? I was like, oh, we have green cards. And he's like, guys, that's not, like, you need to come here. We need to talk. Three weeks later, he called me and said, hey, can you come here to translate a uh, speaker from Brazil that we're bringing a guy, but we don't have a translator? And he's like, yeah, I can. So I came to translate a DTS. That's all I did. But as soon as I came to Richmond, I had a dream about the house that we live in. It was very clear. I saw the house. I saw me and my family walking in the house and I saw even my furniture. And back then we didn't have any furniture. And it was very clear the Lord say, this is, the, this is a bridge. I saw the bridge and, and I saw Richmond. And I was like, well, I think this is like, I'm crossing a plate. I'm crossing a bridge. This is just a bridge. We went back to North Carolina and I say, okay, Lord, and we got an invitation to stay and work with this ministry down there, which is not YWAM. And we were like, yeah, I think we're gonna stay here. But then we felt the Lord say, no, we need to go back. And we start praying about it. And, uh, and all our life has always moved been prophetic, very you no know, prophetic moments. And the Lord's like doing crazy things. So we, um, we talked, we prayed about it. And I said, Lord, if you really want us to go back to Richmond, if there's anything about Virginia Beach that you want us to get involved with, show me a sign. And tomorrow morning, I want a sign. So next morning, it's nine o'clock in the morning, I got a phone call from Chris. <laughs> and Chris said, Father, we, uh, we just finished our prayer meeting here and uh, the Lord just put you in my heart and I've been praying for you guys and how are you guys doing? So I told him how we're doing and then he said, hey, I have an invitation, guys. What do, you, what do you think about coming and, and just 
just come and stay here. No, there's no res responsibility. Um, I just wanted you guys to come and rest. I want to be like a refuge place for you guys to come rest and figure out what you're going to do in the future. But then I told him, like, hey, you know what? We don't need to. I was just waiting for sign and I think that's it. So I kind of told him what happened and he's like, okay. So they went back, they went down to him and Kara, they went down to South Carolina to, to frankly, to visit us and Joabe went with, with them. And then they sat down with us and said, hey, you know, let's talk about like what this is gonna look like. I was like, what is it gonna look like? He's <laughs> like, well, let's, we feel like we, as leadership, we feel something very strong about you guys and we don't know what it is. But it's like a lot of confirmation, a lot of signs, and I, we want to be part of like we want to see what God has for you. You know, we want to see God just unfolding these dreams uh, in your life, and we want to see that happen. So we we prayed, and very maybe less than a week, we already decided we're like we're gonna go to um, to to Richmond. So we came. It was uh, January 2017. Um, we came to volunteer for three months. We, did, we volunteered for three months, and after that, we started staffing, um, being normal staff. And uh, I did, I think I did, in this time until now, I've been involved with, I think, three or four schools that they ran here. Now, I, I thought it was pretty cool to just get some teaching. Why not? You know, even though, like, basic records, like, I'm always learning. I love learning. So it was very um, powerful. And the last one in the leadership uh, the Pioneer Leadership School was when uh, it was like very clear confirmed that we were supposed to um, engage strongly in, in, in Virginia Beach. And uh, so last year in October, we um, when we started school, Chris called me, me and Anna and said, hey guys, what do you think about you guys leading? You know, we had a team, but we didn't have anyone leading. And leading a team to Virginia Beach, what do you guys think about? I was like, well, you know what? Right now I feel like I'm in a paradise. I'm not leading anyone. It feels like I'm being recharged. I'm just receiving. But I told him, I know God called us to lead and I don't want to be just running away from that. You guys know that because you're going through kind of like the same idea as like jumping in something that unknown. Right. <laughs> with your family yeah. and your wife and kids. And we as husbands, we feel like a huge responsibility that takes you, you know, raise support and and all of that's like so many things on in, in the same situation. So I was like, Lord, why, why do you want? And we love Pioneer. Like we've been involved since we, you know, did our DTSs in 99. We're always involved in Pioneer new ministries or new YWAM bases or locations. So we thought like, or schools. And we thought, why not? Why not a new, brand new? I never did like a brand new, fresh location. Mm -hmm. And I say, okay, Lord, you need to let me know why Virginia Beach, you know, because I was like, until then, I thought I was like, well, it's fun, it's a lot of adventure, is this feeling of like not knowing what's happening, but trusting the Lord and like God is in control because I'm not doing anything because it needs to be the Lord to open doors like this. So we start praying about it. <clears throat> and one night I have a dream. And in this dream, I was asking the Lord in my dream, I say, hey, God, why you want me to move my family to Virginia Beach? And God say, hey, um, there's different places in, in the world, different nations in different cities that they, are, they carry a lot of, um, there's a link and there's a um, kind of like a release of my anointing and presence in different places. 
and he say there's, you know, in different continents there's this, but he say in the United States, my I have a special place, and he say it was when everything started, and it was Virginia Beach, you know, everything. Virginia Beach is the gateways of the United States. And when they came through to the colonies, that's like where they started. They went through there. And uh, even like they, you know, uh, we were doing researches and everything. Uh, and we found out later that, you know, they, when they stopped the boat in, a, I think close to, I think it was like kind of Chesapeake Bay or that around that area, they broke a mast on the boat and they put in the land, which is Cape, Cape Henry. And they have a cross. They made a cross out of the mast, and they put it on, on the ground. And they there's a priest on the boat, and he prophesied over the the land, say that this land was going to be the land of the Holy Spirit. And um, so, and I in my dream, then going back, to the dream, yeah. I was like, "Why, Lord? Why you want us here?" And he say, "Hey, in the in heaven before I have three elements. I have um, Gabriel as a messenger. I, I have." Um, Michael as a warrior and I had Lucifer as a worshiper. Say so we lost one element, which is Lucifer. And he said, that's why I'm not looking for pastors or leaders or directors or titles. I'm not looking, I'm looking for worshipers that worship me in spirit and truth. And I, I need, and there's a connection on, on, I need to, we need to rescue that third element that was lost. And he say in Virginia Beach, there's those elements are represented there too. Spiritually, people don't don't know, don't see, but there is they are represented. Uh, Michael, as a warrior, they're represented as the, one of the biggest military places in the world, which is you know the area Hampton Roads and you know all Virginia Beach and all those places in Virginia Beach. The second one they say is Gabriel, which is my messenger, which is represented by CBN. And it is there as well, and is my messenger. And he said, now I'm calling out the worshipers to be in that location so those three elements can be together again. And after this happened, um, and then and then he was telling us, as soon as he was telling me, I saw the ocean backing up, kind of like a tsunami idea was going back. And as soon as they start forming the waves, the waves or not, uh, the, the water was coming really huge waves. And as soon as they hit the, the shore, it was not water anymore, it was flames, a fire. And this huge revival coming from the you know, east to west of the United States was taken over. And then the Lord said, I want you guys to be part of it. Do you want to? And in my dream, I said, yes, we're in. And that was a dream. Mm -hmm. So I woke up next morning and said, honey, we're going to Virginia Beach. <laughs> and she's like, what? It's like, yeah, I think we're going we're gonna, to, I think the Lord, I have a dream. And so I told her. So we start praying about it, and she said, Father, there's a lot of spiritual um, meaning in the dream. There's a lot of things, but we need to also understand that there's, we are Brazilians in the United States. And if God's calling us to something that big, we need to have a certain authority over the land. And, and she say, she, and then she, remind me of the prophecy. She said, remember that prophecy that we had in the United States flags under our, 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 you know, under us, our family, as you like worshiping? And it's like, yeah. And she said, I think we should pursue citizenship. And uh, if the Lord opens the door and we get it, there'll be another step of the confirmation that we need to step into Virginia Beach. So that's what we did. Actually, a couple of months ago, we became American citizens. 
and it was a, not a long process, but it was, was, I learned so much about the history, you know, and doing the civics tests and everything. It was amazing. I love that. Uh, I love history. I love learning things like that. So we were able to understand a little bit more of what we were doing and what God is calling us to do in Virginia Beach area. And after that, I say, okay, Lord, we believe that you're calling us to do, you know, prophetic worship, prophetic evangelism. That's the key, that main point that we want to move on is just worship you, not only with music, but worship you as a lifestyle. And I say, I want to see, I want to be part of the activation of the body of Christ, of Christ to, you know, see people praying for people and healing taking place. I want to see the church, not only events happening, but I want to see people praying for people in the streets, in the supermarket and whatever, in the park and people being blessed and released and saved. And I believe the Lord is just, it's, you know, the Holy Spirit is available for us, for all of us. It's not only for some people, it's not only for some leaders, some people that know how to communicate good in a good way or better than us, but I believe the Lord is releasing an anointing upon people now and He's all over and, and He's calling out the believers and whoever says, you know, send me, I will go. He will release power and authority and things are going to start moving forward. And so... As soon as we stepped in, the first meeting I stepped in, it was a, it was a pastor's breakfast in Virginia Beach. Uh, he was, you know what, I stepped there and the guy said, hey, you guys need to be part of this. So he, he told us about, you know, an event that they're going to run now in September uh, in Virginia Beach. Uh, that will be, you know, I think it will be a huge awakening of like, a, you know, of um, not only for... Why am but for the, the body, you know, for the whole church, I think the event is, is going to be amazing. It's very prophetic, very, you know, healing and, and power. Um, so we were like, wow, you know, I want to be part of this, which was, we are the co-sponsors now of that event. And so we were like starting to understand like what the Lord was doing and doors just start opening, you know. And, uh, and one day I got a phone call from this pastor and he said, uh, hey, I heard you guys are coming to Virginia Beach. You're going to open a new location. I was like, yeah. I said, can you come here tomorrow? I want to talk to you. So, and I was like, and I didn't know what the talk was. So I was like, uh, it, feel, it felt kind of like weird. I was like, why, what do you want to talk about? And he's like, it, it's good. I was like, okay. So I went to this church down in Virginia Beach. And as soon as I walked in the, the church now and I asked where the, the, the pastor was and they pointed me to the office, so I, I went to his office and knocked at the door and I came in. He was sitting on his desk, so I sat on the couch and he was just, he didn't say a word, he just looked at me. And then he said, um, tell me about you. So I started telling him about me. And by the end of the conversation, he was crying and he's like, say, it's like, you know what? Um, Almost like maybe 16 years ago, God gave me a vision and I saw you coming inside my office, sitting down on this couch and, and you telling me exactly what you just told me mm. and say, I, I've been waiting for decades for YWAM to be pioneered in, in, in Virginia Beach. And I, I he say, I never understood why, you know, with, I don't know how many, you know, our population counting with the Hampton Roads and all the, you know, Chesapeake. Norfolk and they have all like the area there. He's like, I don't know why we don't have a YM location here yet. Like you guys are everywhere. And he said, I did my DTS in Kona years ago. 
18 years ago. And I, I worked with YWAM. I was staffing Kona, uh, staffing DTS for four years. I was leading DTSs. And I came to Virginia Beach to pioneer a YWAM location because the Lord told me to come and pioneer a YWAM here. But when I came here, my home church asked me to, um, you know, help the church. And I came, just, I came to this church just to help them this congregation for a few months and I end up here almost 20 years mm. waiting for you guys to come. So for me, it's like, I was just hearing that. I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on here? And I was like, oh, it's very encouraging when you go to a place like that. And very little things, but very meaningful to me because that's what we believe on. We believe in, you know, God moving in a powerful way and it's exactly the ministry that we were kind of like craving and waiting for years. No, we, I have a... Uh, this um, prophecy and a passion for like maybe 15 years now that the Lord say, you know, this you're going to start a place, you're going to help a place that will be focused 100% in worship. So what we want to do, we want to have like the mix of excellence of worship that we have today. Like I've never seen so many worship leaders in my life mm -hmm. as we're seeing today. It's just like God releasing this move of, you know, of worship. And, uh, but not all, only the, excellence of worship but the excellence for prayer intercession and YWAM is pretty good in evangelism and they do it with passion with excellence but I think we need to have those three things together which is you know um, the passion and the excellence for worship the passion and excellence for prayer intercession and the passion and excellence for evangelism and that's exactly what we want to do in Virginia Beach is to have a place where people are free to explore their faith they're free to ask questions, but they're also free to go to the streets and test it off. You know, pray for someone and see, you know. So we want to um, create an environment, you know. Our, our idea is to uh, create an atmosphere of worship, you know, and to help empowering and partnering with the local church to, to help them to release them to the Great Commission. And we're passionate about the nations, but we know God is calling us to Virginia Beach specifically because there is... Almost a hundred and I'll say I'll say low of my numbers here, but I know it's more. Maybe 130, 140 nations represented only during summer mm -hmm. in Virginia Beach because of the work. So they have a J1 visa, which they bring a lot of people, and we can reach out the nations in Virginia Beach without going anywhere. We can reach them right there. So there's a lot of potential of doing, you know, boardwalk evangelism, just worship intercession in public places. Just go out there in the community, just serve the local church, serve the local ministries, but be a, a help. We want to bring help to the people that have been there paying the price, waiting for something. I'm not saying that we are the answer for that, but I'm pretty sure we are the some, uh, answer of some prayers of that people have been waiting for. Why want to be established there? It's not about us. It's, you know, we believe the Lord is just orchestrating everything and organizing things uh, the way that things is happening so uh, that's the main idea the main vision for for Virginia Beach and I'm pretty sure also the team that God brought together you know is very <clears throat> I would say very strategic mm -hmm. we have people that are very good in accounts we have people that are very good in like maintenance and hard work people that are very responsible with like schedules and stuff and I have like great she's you know I have someone that's great in organizing agenda and doing all the schedule and meeting with people because I'm horrible in that. Mm -hmm. I'm saying not horrible, but I'm not good in that. <laughs> um, you know, 
but I think like the Lord is just bringing the right people uh, so we can establish this new location. So, which is really cool. I'm very, ex- I'm so excited about it. Yeah. So we have two weeks to move. Yeah. So we're moving <laughs> two weeks. It's almost here and it's been years in the making. And I think that's what's so beautiful about the story is, you know, I, I think sometimes, especially in the American church, we can understand prayer and God working in, in a very individualistic way, in a mm. very small way. And, and you just said a moment ago, like, this isn't about you. Like, yeah. And I think that's what's so amazing about this story is I've already heard Chris share his part of the story. Mm. And there is so much that God did in that. But even in what you shared, you know, there was years ago, somebody had a prophecy of you yep. worshiping. And then there was this pastor who, for almost two decades, was praying yep. for this to happen. You know, before it was even an inkling of an idea in your mm. mind, God was already at work. Yeah. putting things in people's minds, planting seeds, bringing things together, mm. leading to this moment where it's, it's about to happen. Yeah. And I, I imagine that while there are things that you can kind of see and be excited about going ahead, there's still so many unknowns. But the mm. one thing that you know is that God was in it. Yeah. God is in it now. And God is already ahead of you. Yeah. And that's an amazing yeah. thing because you're stepping towards God, not towards a program, oh, yeah. not towards a yeah. new base. You're exactly. stepping towards a movement of God yeah. that you know mm. is going to yeah. be abundantly more yeah. than you can ask a thing. And it's been like crazy how, again, our doors is being opened and connections. You know, mm-hmm. God is connecting us with so many amazing pastors, amazing leaders. And uh, and there's tons of ministries moving to Virginia Beach and they don't know why. Mm-hmm. You know, I've met like last week, this past week, I just met a guy and he's like, man, we are, God told us to come and we came. <laughs> and I, and we don't know why, but we're here. So I think that God is just bringing exactly what that vision, that dream was, that God was bringing the worshipers. And I feel like that's exactly uh, what it, it makes me, I get very excited and, and, and um, just amazed is to see that God, like you said, man, I would never imagine those. You know, I always see, I always heard like many uh, testimonies of people telling those stories. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder like, ah, oh, I wish it was that mine, you know. But now it's like I look. I was talking to my wife, like, Anna, it's happening to us. Like, people are coming to us and say, "Hey, I've seen you guys doing this, you know, like, I've, or prophecies, or dreams, or things." And I was like, confirmations after confirmation. This morning, I got a phone call from a pastor. He's like, "Father, we've been praying. All my kids went through YWAM. They're all been to you, and they're back, and they're working. They have their families. But we are, we love." The work that you guys do because you're not about a denomination you're about a, you're about the body of christ and you're helping and supporting the ministries and he said we're we love that i was you know i never understood why why i wasn't here so this morning i talked to a guy and he's like you know and, and i say pastor and it's i i'm uh, i'm honored to hear that i'm i can be part of answer of your prayer you know and I, I know that God is bringing way more people there. And again, I'm not a fanatic about YWAM. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, a, I, 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 I'm passionate about Jesus. I think yeah. YWAM is, youth of mission is a, is, a, is a door and is an opportunity that we can, we can put in practice whatever God is calling us to do. And I think it's an amazing ministry, an amazing organization. It's a movement that we can um, be part of and we can act in every sphere of society and be, you know, activating the body of Christ to be there uh, for the people and reach out the lost and, you know, bring hope. And uh, there's so many 
areas that we can get involved. So I'm not very particular, like, oh, but I love the, the way God just organized it, the, the, the wiring itself to, to be uh, so diverse, mm-hmm. international, interdenominational. And that's like, it's very cool. It's very cool uh, ministry to be part of. Yeah. So I've been, so it's, yeah. It's almost like it's, uh, it's the vehicle, but it's not the drive. Yeah, and yeah that's exactly. One thing I love uh, that I've heard um, you know, Chris say a lot is even one of the first conversations we had about YWAM, he was very emphatic about not calling YWAM an organization. Yeah. But emphatic yeah. about saying it's yeah. a movement. It's a movement. Yeah. Because an organization, you can get trapped into certain processes, yeah. certain tasks, certain mm, exactly. things that you're doing. Whereas a movement, yeah. you move wherever the movement's yeah. moving you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it's just really cool to see how the movement has been moving so many people and including you and your family yeah. to this moment. Um, there's a question that I've had in my mind and I'm going to ask it because as I thought it, you yeah. started to speak to it. Um, but you mentioned there's, there's a moment where you had heard of these stories before and other people and you mm-hmm. kind of wanted to have that story in your life. And now you're realizing, oh my goodness, like yeah. we had that story. So I imagine right now, you know, there, there's going to be someone listening to this that is going to be saying the same thing. That's going to say, wow, that's so amazing. That's someone mm. prophecy that God gave a dream and this and the other. I just don't see that happening. Mm. I wish that could happen in my life. Like, what would your advice be? What are your thoughts? How would you encourage that person who feels like they can't hear God speaking? I remember once, like a, a friend, a very close friend, I unfortunately passed away. Um, he was one of my best friends and he uh, he passed in a motorcycle accident. And he's, he told me, Father, if you want to see God moving in your life and you want to see those things happening, you need to have your heart burning before God's presence. That's the key. It's like have your heart burning before His presence every time, every every situation, and uh, you know just learn from any any whatever you go through. Just learn. Try to learn what is the lesson there. You know sometimes it's not like God wants to show us lessons, but I think it's like the process of it is like you know again like. I dream. I, I I used to watch people leading worship in events, and and now I'm leading worship in events of like you no know, three, four, five thousand people. And so it's like, I was like, wow, what's going? On? Like what's happening? So my encouragement is like, you know, God has a specific plan, and and if you continue to be faithful and have your heart burning before His presence, just serving and being humble, uh, He's gonna exalt you. You know, and it is true. His word says that. You know, and and is 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 happening. We we are witness. We're you know a live testimony of what God is doing in our lives as a family. And even though serving the Lord as a family, I see exactly what the prophecy about my kids now happening. You know, sometimes now Nicholas helps me during worship, and he comes and sing with me, which was like my dream. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have my son leading worship with me, and so. Things are happening in the right time. So my encouragement is like, keep humble, simple. The Lord is, Jesus is so is simple. There's no mechanism. There's no way. There's no strategies. It's simple. God, The gospel of the Lord is powerful, but it's simple. So just continue to push on, always sharing the gospel, always reaching out to people, serving, and keeping our hearts burning before God's presence. That's my, my take. And when you think back to years ago, um, at the time of you know, that, that person, um, a prophecy that you'd be worshiping. Uh, how? What did that look like for you and your family for your hearts to be burning? Because somebody could hear that and be like, well, how do "What I, to do? How do I burn my heart?" <laughs> like, what is 
It's not, well, one thing that I understood very, um, you know, very clear is that as a father um, and as a husband, I am the leader of my wife and my kids. And I lead them to Jesus every day. That's my role. My role in life is prepare the arrows. Mm-hmm. I know they are my arrows and I need to sharp them every day with the, the, the word of God. And that's what I, I believe what I, I need to do is to go deeper in the word, spend time with the Lord and worship. Put a song there or music or whatever people sometimes, sometimes I do like, you know, just go work out and, and God speaks with me during a workout. So it depends, like God speaks every time, all the time he's speaking. But uh, for me, the way we do it, we just, we do have our family service that we call it and that where I share the word of the Lord with my kids, with my wife. We, I ask questions, I interact with them because I want them to learn about the Lord. I want them to know who God is. So, and that brings me joy. And that joy is kind of like the fuel of this, you know, to have my heart burning, is to do what God is calling me to do, be obedient. And that it feels like when I, every time I'm obedient, I feel this God is just filling up my tank so I can burn more for Him. It's like my lamp is being filled with the oil and I can burn for Him. It's just like obeying what the Lord is asking me to do. Sometimes it, can, it looks very silly. Obedience is, is, is dangerous. You know, it's not, it's not easy to be obedient. And uh, it looks silly, it looks weird. But, uh, but if, that, if for you, that's what God is asking you to do, you go and do it. People are gonna, I have people asking me tons of questions. You're gonna do this with your family. Are you crazy? You're gonna, you know, you're gonna leave your job behind. You're gonna do this. I was like, I am obeying the Lord. That's I'm. That's my conviction. And if if I do go and it doesn't happen the way I want to do it, and then I will learn to hear His voice even better. So it's a practice, a training. It doesn't. It's His. It's not. There's no waste of time, waste of finances, waste of resources. But uh, unless you're spending your time. Spend your resources, spend your energy in something that doesn't matter to, to the Lord. And that's my biggest fear, yeah. is to invest everything I have, my family, put everything at risk for something that's very selfish and very me and is not the Lord. So I'm, I, I believe God is calling us and we have the conviction and peace about it. And that's what we're running for, you know, being yeah. obedient and walking to obedience. Yeah. And I imagine you would say that like, you're no one special. Like, it's not like it's, this is, you're this great guy and you're doing this no, thing. Yeah. Like, cause that's the same way. Like when I've had, had similar conversations and I'll have people say, wow, it's amazing that you're doing that. I was like, I don't feel amazing. I just feel like I'm, I want to walk towards God yeah, yeah. and I'm just doing what that looks yeah. like today. And that's the, I think, you know, so that idea of, you know, what I hear you saying and how your heart's going to be burning. It's not that you pull out the rule book and here's how much you read mm-hmm. the Bible, here's how much you yeah. pray. It's not so much about what you do as yeah. much as it is about positioning yourself yeah. before God in yeah. whatever way that looks. And it makes me think of when, you know, Moses was in the presence of God, like his face was glowing. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's almost like his face was, was yeah. burning, right? Like there's this yeah. burning that happened, not because Moses was amazing, not because Moses did certain things only, it was only because Moses position themselves yeah, exactly. in the presence of God. And so yeah. it sounds like that's yeah. what you and your family did. Like you, you know, altered your life and, you know, in choosing to, you know, in, involve yourselves with YWAM to go to these bases, to change countries. Yeah. Like you were, you chose instead of living a normal life where you live where you wanted to live and mm-hmm. got a job that you wanted to do, you were ready to say, all right, God, wherever you say to go, we're going to go. That yeah. obedience is what 
created yeah. that burning. Mm-hmm. And that obedience is what put you on a trajectory years in advance to somewhere where like you, like you said, you're excited to be, mm. that you never would have known, that you never could have planned, that you could never have orchestrated. Yeah, yeah. But by doing the simple step of obedience, you have landed exactly where God wants you to be, exactly where mm. you want to be. Yeah. That's just, that's just beautiful. And that's something, like to wrap it up, is that's accessible to anyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like to anyone who is ready to yeah. just take those steps of obedience. And his identity. Like once you understand who you are in Christ and your identity in him, mm-hmm. who can stop? Like why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not be missions? Why not live this crazy life? Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and why not reaching out for the Lord? Why not seeing miracles happen? Why not? Yeah. So that's like we, once you know your identity, uh, you know, you know your destiny. Mm-hmm. So knowing your identity is knowing your destiny. And the risk, like once you know your identity is as a child of God, suddenly the risks are gone, right? Because mm-hmm. the, if your identity is just what you do, and like you said before, you, yeah. you make this decision, but it's actually out of selfish motives, you could actually put your family at risk. Yeah. But if you are a child of God, just doing what your father has said, like there could be profound financial risks, but your father, it says our father gives good gifts. Like yeah. he's not going to, yeah. he's going to take care of you. Yeah. It may look different than you expect. Yeah. Your life may utterly change, um, mm. but that provision will always be there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just a beautiful thing. Like to be able to move forward knowing that nothing can separate you from the yeah. love of God. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. A defender. He's a rescuer. He's a lover, loving father. That's so. There's nothing. It's hard to think like what can go wrong when you obey the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> any uh, any last thoughts? Anything last? No, I share? think we're we're very happy. We're very excited about this, and uh, you know, very joyful and um, exciting to to see maybe you know, let's say six months or a year from now, how we're gonna look like. You know, what's this unknown kind of like what's holding it. Yeah, but we're excited about this. How can people be praying? Uh, I think more about the. Uh, we're praying about the location. We need to ask the Lord for the right location in Virginia Beach where we can establish a, a campus, a Y one, so we can get training. We know we can train people there. We we have some thoughts about like maybe a retreat center, or you know, getting like an old hotel or whatever. But it can work as a functioning as a base. Uh, I think that's like a maybe a good prayer. We're gonna have we start our DTS, our discipleship training school in January. Would be our first one, and then. Um, but we need to be praying about this where God wants us to be and be active in the community and be, you know, be a blessing for the spheres of society. There, I was laughing a little bit because I could hear like worldly thinking saying, "Wait, wait, you don't even have a place yet. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're jumping in into each other." But like exactly. that's the you know the wisdom of God is foolishness to man. Yeah. Yeah. Like man would say, you got to have all of your things in order. Yeah. To eliminate the risk, and God says. Just go where I'm yeah. pointing. Yeah, go to the land I'm so, going to show you. So people can pray <laughs> that y'all would just continue to walk yeah. in obedience, trusting that he's he's going to yeah. provide something. Yeah. That'll be y'all perfect. That is, yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. I love thank it. You bless you now let's find out if it actually recorded. Yes! <laughs>
at least 10 new bases in YWAM that have started on exactly the space mm. that I saw the points of light. Exactly in that area on the coast. Not interior, but literally on the coast. Mm -hmm. um, all up and all in that area. And I was like, God just gave me one small window into what he is doing. It wasn't that I'm supposed to go do all that stuff. It was just he gave me a, a vision and a revelation of how he is moving in YWAM along the, the East Coast. It's been a real privilege for me to be able to hear this story of the creation of the Virginia Beach location for YWAM Virginia. It's a story of dreams and visions of prophetic words. It's a crazy story that includes connections that never should have connected, of God answering prayers that we didn't even know how they could be answered. It's so crazy that the two locations for YWAM Virginia both have a statue of Neptune sculpted by the same sculptor, just a short walk from their locations. Y'all, I hope you were listening because God is doing something amazing and powerful. But I hope you are also listening to some of the subtle things. The fact that this wasn't simply God saying to Chris Zinchuk, hey, start a Virginia Beach base. God called Chris to step into some things without telling him exactly where he was going exactly what he was doing. Years passed, a decade passed, decades passed from some of the prophetic words. And it's not until now that some of those things are becoming clear. But in the midst of it, what they knew, what Chris knew, what Fauja knew, what so many others knew, is that their role was to simply step in obedience, to position themselves to be able to hear and recognize God's voice, and then to do what it said. It is a powerful story that honestly, is only just beginning because the base just opened. And let me tell you how crazy uh, God is with his timing. If you recall, Fauger said that initially they were thinking of starting in January, but they felt like God was saying to wait till June. For those listening, you may be aware that on May 31st, uh, there was a really tragic mass shooting in Virginia Beach. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the very next day was the official start of the Virginia Beach location for YWAM. God is working. God wanted to provide a prayer presence. And right now, there are YWAM staff spending all day sitting out at a prayer station, ready to pray for anybody who needs it. God is present, and he is active, and he is calling us to join him in that. And one last thing. Um, maybe you're listening to this, and you're like, wow, I mean, that is amazing what God did for Chris, what God did for Fauger and his family. I really wish something like that could happen to me. I want you to remember that Fauger said the same thing, that he had heard stories like this himself and had always hoped that one day he might have a story like that. And there came a point where suddenly he stopped and said, wait a minute, we're living in that story now. God is unfolding that story now. Look, you don't have to be a super Christian. You don't have to be super wise. You don't have to be anything other than obedient to God and ready to hear what he has to say. You don't have to be anything but willing to go where God says to go. If you want to experience God in the crazy way that Chris Fauger and so many others have experienced him, 
that can happen for you today. All you have to do is just say, here I am. And then listen, and then be ready to move in whatever direction God says. And look, just like Chris and Fajr experienced, it won't always be a clear voice. Sometimes it'll be a subtle nudge. Sometimes it'll be a vague push. But if you are in the best of your ability, walking in the direction that you think God is, then God is going to be there. God is going to work. And sometimes the things that he is doing may take years to unfold, but you will look back and realize that God knew exactly what he was doing in each one of those moments. And those years were necessary for something far greater than you. You are part of a story that is bigger than you. You are part of a story that first and foremost exists to bring God glory, but you are also a part of a story that is gonna affect the fullness of the body. So, if you want to experience this, today is the day. Let God know. Say, I am willing, God, here I am, send me. And then just wait. And each day know that he is working. Each day ask yourself, where did you see God? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Where Did You See God podcast. And I would love for your stories to be a part of it as well. So there are a number of ways that you can do that. You can check out our Facebook page at Where Did You See God podcast. You can go to anchor.fm slash Where Did You See God, or you can leave a brief voice message at 804-372-3836. I would love to hear your stories. And if the stories you've heard have encouraged you, Uh, think of someone else who could be encouraged as well and share it with them. The music you've been listening to is You'll Walk, You'll Run by Urban Doxology. They are a solid group and you will love listening to the rest of the music. So check them out. And as always, as you go through your day, ask yourself, where did you see God?